Welcome to the Practical Prospecting Podcast with your hosts, Jed Marley and myself, Maggie Bloom from the Mailshake team. We'll be talking about how to practically set up your outbound outreach game. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Practical Prospecting. This is the podcast from salespeople for salespeople. And in under 15 minutes, we're going to teach you a practical tip for prospecting today. So, Jed, today we're going to talk about three ways to use SalesNav. And my first question for you, because I've used SalesNav, I've used RecruiterLite, is SalesNav worth the money and why? It absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's my favorite and the most underrated tool for prospecting and SCRs in general. Most of all the tech stack that you see coming out now is just, I feel like, trying to do the things that Sales Navigator does great a little bit better. And so in my opinion, if you don't have tons of budget, just invest in Sales Navigator and you pretty much have 90% of what you need. So it's absolutely worth it. There's a basically endless ways you can find warm leads you know, within your addressable market. But that's the most powerful use for it is, is pinpointing the warmest leads uh, in your market. For sure. And I think the biggest problem, I totally agree with you. Like I look at the sticker price of it, I'm like, ooh, it is a little expensive. But I think you get all your money's worth of it if you actually know how to use it. Because let's be honest, I've used Sales Navigator the wrong way before. I didn't even know everything you could do with it. And I feel like every podcast that I listen to, I literally learn like one thing like, oh, shoot, I had no idea like alerts existed or whatever, which we'll dive into today here. So this episode is dedicated for these three new ways to use Sales Nav. Jed, you want to break it down for us? Yeah, so I'll talk about some of my three favorite ways and then we'll dive in a little bit deeper. But, and Maggie, I think you mentioned we're going to share resources for tons of other ways you can use it, but I'm going to focus specifically on how to build hyper-specific saved searches. So this is like building out a search to find, again, the warmest leads within your market. And so the three searches I like to use for this are, number one, your executive team's connection. And what this is, is the first degree connection field. Uh, so you're finding people who are connected with other people you know, for example, your executive team. Number two is finding prospects who previously used to work for your company. There's a lot of SaaS solutions now that are helping you find this automatically. But again, the classic and the easiest way to do it is through Sales Navigator. This is a super powerful one. And then the third one is actually finding prospects who used to work for your competitor. And I used to do this a lot in my last company. But yeah, oh. those are the three. And, and Mac, you can kind of we can, you know, jump in the first one if you want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So executive teams connection, Jed, is this like finding someone on your executive team, let's say Sujin for us in our case, and then finding some people that are connected with them or? Yeah. 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 So especially like if you're at a smaller startup, for example, where maybe you don't have the biggest name brand in the world and people aren't super familiar with you when you reach out, one of the easiest ways you can start finding some early wins is going to uh, somebody in your company. And this is usually your CEO or somebody in your executive team who has a lot of connections. They have a lot of experience. Maybe they create content on LinkedIn. So they have a lot of people to follow them. Or maybe there's just somebody else in your company who has a lot of, uh, I'll say, LinkedIn clout and and people know <laughs> yeah. them. And so by association, they might know the company. And so you can go into Sales Navigator and you can say, show me all the ICP prospects mm -hmm. who are connected with this person. So in our case, let's say Sujin, right? He has 30-something thousand followers on LinkedIn yeah. and whatnot. And so I can find all the ideal prospects who are connected with Sujin. And then I can reach out to them and I can basically have two methods of outreach. I can just keep things completely normal and not even call out the fact that they're connected with Sujin. But mm -hmm. the fact that I'm just reaching out to them, they might be more familiar with me because they know Sujin, right? And so the, the conversion rates are probably higher in terms of open rates, reply rates, conversion to, uh, to book a meeting. 
or I can, and I've tested both ways, or I can call it out. And the first line of my email, I can say, hey, saw your connection with Susan, so thought you might be familiar with Mailshake, and then go into my pitch and call to action. And so that's a really good opening intro hook you can use. But yeah, I mean, if you're at a smaller startup and maybe you're struggling to get some meetings or you're just starting and you want to get some early traction, this is probably the easiest thing you can do. Yeah, for sure. I like the method going around it too, because I just thought of an example when you said this, it's like, just using like, let's say your CEO, typically your CEO, maybe a smaller company has a bigger brand. Maybe they worked at a bigger company and they like, or had started a company before. That's kind of the way in Sujan's case. But for example, um, Aditya, I think I'm um, pronouncing his name right, is the CEO of Avoma, but I follow his content so much. And like, I'm a connection of his and like more than I even knew what Avoma was at first. Obviously now we use it. It's a great tool, but yeah, like it's kind of that example of like more people might know your CEO than like the actual company name just because yeah. people are more into building their personal brand. So I love that method for reaching out. And you're right. I think it works super, super well when maybe you're at like a smaller company. But cool. I'm more interested about the next one here. So like prospects who used to work for your company. So like, what do you typically do in this situation? So yeah, while the first one is probably aimed more towards, let's say, small startups, the second one is maybe if you're more towards like a mid-sized startup or maybe you're at a larger company uh, and you have a good customer base, what you can do is you can find, let's say, your top 10 to even 100 customers, depending on how much work you want to do in your CRM. You can put all of those customer names into a field in Sales Navigator called previously worked at. And so mm-hmm. you put all those customer names in and then you do another search for your ideal prospects or what their title is, company size, where they're located, that sort of thing. And what this will show you is ideal prospects in your market who used to work at a, a customer of yours um, mm-hmm. or used to work at your company. So there's a lot of different ways you can do this, right? So you can do people who used to work for your company if you have a lot of employees or people who used to work for your customers. And then that, I mean, obviously that creates familiarity. If they work for your company, of course, they're they're familiar with you. If they used you at a previous customer, of course, they're familiar with you. And so yeah. the outreach is really simple. Like in the case of they work for your company, you can reach out and say like, hey, you know, saw you work, you know, used to work here maybe and then kind of break that ice with that first line and then go on your patient call to action. Or if they used to work for a customer, this is again, another really easy play where you can say, hey, saw you used to work for XYZ company. They're actually a customer of ours. Not sure if you use them, but looks like you're the XYZ title at this company. Would you be open to learning more? And so again, yeah. both of those plays create a really warm intro and especially like, for example, at my last company, we had around, I think it was 30 to 40,000 customers. We had around 800 employees at that point. And so mm-hmm. there was a lot of warm leads you could find from people who used to work there, people who used to yeah. work customers. And so you can almost spend most of your day just prospecting out of that bucket because there was just a lot of prospects to go after, basically. For sure. And yeah, I love that method. So in Sales Navigator, it's actually using like previously worked at and then you put the company name. So whether it be your customer or your own company, I love that as a pro tip for anyone who might be searching for a job out there. Back when I was on the job market like three and a half years ago, I used to do that just to see like the people who used to work at the company. So if I wanted to get any insight from them of like, hey, why'd you leave or anything like that? It's a good way to use Sales Navigator just in your own career. But I love that feature, though, because you can use it in a lot of different ways. And just like you said, maybe it's a past customer, but it's a really easy, warm intro with using Sales Nav in there. Yeah. there's. I mean, there's so many creative... And that's what the next one is as well. There's so many creative ways to use that filter. And I love that idea, too, for for recruiting. I actually <laughs> see things when I join Mailshake as well. 
Yeah, you just want to make sure like, okay, was there a lot of people that turned over recently? Should I reach out to someone if I know them that used to work there? Things like that. So um, it's a good way to use it. But okay, this last one feels like spicy to me in a way. People that used to work for your competitor. So like, how do you even go about doing this? I would just assume that they would want to go with the competitor when they go to the next company. Yeah, for sure. This is a really like, I would say niche play. You get <laughs> yeah. a lot at, I would book meetings from it. So I'm not going to share things that, that haven't worked for me personally. <laughs> but I use this uh, particularly at my last company at Panadoc when uh, we were selling e-signature software and there's about a million e-signature competitors out there. And so for because sure. we had so many competitors, I'm talking like probably in the teens or 20 mm-hmm. competitors, there was a huge pool to pull from of people who used to work for one of our competitors. So I just put all those competitor names and that same previously worked at Filter. And then I would reach out to people who used to work there and now at different companies, and I would basically make a joke out of it. So I kind of use humor. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like, hey, I think the subject line, because it's been a while since I've done this. I haven't done this personally at Mailshake so far. But what I would do is I'd say like, it was something like you used to be the enemy or like we're <laughs> something like that. Used and to, so yeah. the was super high because again, it was kind of funny. Now, sometimes they would just end up using the, the, the software that they mm-hmm. used for. Well, last time they were still opening to look because, I mean, they left the company. It's not like they're forever committed. I mean, some people maybe are in that situation. And also sometimes people leave companies on bad terms as well. And for that reason, they don't use the same software. And again, it's just, it's a case by case basis, but basically it, the response rates are super high because you're kind of making a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they help book some meetings because they're super warm leads. They're obviously familiar with you. Yeah. And when we're looking at like these three different methods that we just talked about with SalesNap, like One thing I really want to highlight that Jed does and that you should be doing with all of these is like, obviously use different messaging going into everything. And it sounds so simple to say, but I think like people just get excited that messaging worked for one group. So like, cool, I'm going to use it for another, but like the angle you take. So for example, like the last one, Jed used humor, like used to be the enemy or when you're reaching out to your executive team, you know, like connections of your executive team, you're going to take a different approach on it too, or be a bit more tactical about it. So I think like that's a really important thing to highlight is like any method you use for this, you're going to change your messaging up. You're going to use different approaches, obviously having kind of like the same type of framework, but the way you start those emails are going to be different or the way you start your pitch. But I like the competitor one because you're totally right. Like that person was just working at that company for three years. You don't know how they left it. Also, they know like the pros and cons to their own product. So maybe they're thinking like, shoot, I do need something else. And now that I don't work at that company, I don't care what I use. I'll just like take a look at something else there too. So super cool. And have you ever like run into any trouble with like any of these methods, like reaching out to a past employee that says like, don't bother me or like someone who worked at a competitor? Oh yeah. I called somebody who used to be the VP of sales at my last company. She was a VP of sales somewhere else. And uh, she got really mad at me for calling her. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know. These things are going to happen. My opinion is that like when you're an SDR, you have to hear like 99 no's to get one yes or just to like have a conversation. It's really hard. And so what I like about these methods is if you kind of like sprinkle it in with maybe like the the cold stuff you're doing, you're just going to have more conversations that might lead to referrals. And in my experience, like whatever method you can use to talk to prospects more. And again, all three of these methods are going to pretty much guarantee that you'll get more responses due to the familiarity that you're creating through these methods. Whatever you can do to talk to prospect more is always going to be a win in the long run. And you're going to have to, just like anything, you're going to take the good with the bad. But that's the only scenario that I can remember where there was like somebody got pissed at me. I don't I don't know the details. Maybe she, she was only there for six months. So maybe it was a 
left on bad time. Bad run. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. So, it, you know, I, I've never had a bad experience. The, um, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's part of being an SCR is just you kind of have to become fearless after a while. That's the muscle that I I exercised the most when I was doing it um, and just in sales in general and still exercising it today. But cool. So to break it down, you know, you have the search for your executive team's connections, people who used to work for your company, people who used to work for your competitors. If you're wanting to learn more about how to strategically use SalesNav, Jed actually did a playbook, I think it was with JB Sales. Um, we'll link that in the show notes, but he did that. And then there's also an episode that JB Sales did recently with Morgan Smith. He's the host of B2B Power Hour. So I just think those are two good resources. Jed, why should people take a look at your playbook? <laughs> yeah. So that one breaks down four or five. I can't remember if it's four or five more, but four or five more uh, Sales Navigator plays beyond the ones we just shared today and actual templates. And it also share like a step-by-step screenshot and guide of how to actually do these. So if you're new to Sales Navigator, it'll literally give you everything you need to actually execute these plays. And it's you know completely free, so check it out. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing the content there. Like I said, that'll be in the show notes. Shout out to JB Sales. Thanks so much for giving us those that episode and that playbook. We did it in under 15 minutes and Jen and I are still breathing here. <laughs> but um, no, we're going to try to keep these episodes really short. I know that's feedback that we got from people is that you like how it's in under 15 minutes. You can go through these episodes pretty quickly and learn something new every day. And that's our goal for everyone listening out there. So, Jed, I guess we'll sign off now. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for listening. This was another episode of the Practical Prospecting Podcast. If you enjoyed yourself today, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify Podcasts. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time. Thank you.